the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior of you and me. But he is also the example of how life ought to be lived by you and me. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the firstborn of many brothers. He is our elder brother, and we are his many brothers. That means that he's the big brother who's supposed to show all the other brethren how to successfully represent the Father. The same way that Jesus represented the Father is the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. Our big brother Jesus shows us how to represent the Father the way that God the Father wants us to do. We're supposed to be imitators of our Father in all these things, and Jesus will show us how to do what God wants us to do properly, like he plans for me and you to do. We're all supposed to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I know that wasn't you. That was just some of us. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Because see, some of us had to, had to praise for two people. Praise God. Hallelujah. A person and a half and stuff. Praise God. Anyway. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, let's get into today's stuff. I'm telling you, it's going to bless your show enough. That's if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing to you. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. That's God's desire for me and you. I'm talking about those of us who are born again. That's God's plan for me and you. He wants us to be imitators of him. That's what he intended when we got born again. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're learning to and having, getting inspired to be an imitator of God like he wants us to do. We're going to read the foundational text, do a very brief review, and then step into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to be a blessing to you. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start reading at verse 1. It reads, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, now are, are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. 
and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's what God is doing to his church right now. He's helping the church remember, if not understand for the first time, what the will of the Lord is. Because God wants a church that knows what the will of the Lord is, who live their lives knowing what the will of the Lord is. That's talking about the church of the living God. We are his. We are bought with a price. And God is talking to his church right now and say, come on now, it's time to wake up. Why wake up? Because when people sleep, they do things they don't even know what they're doing. Just like I could be snoring, which I don't, but I could be snoring, praise God, but which I don't. I could be snoring, but my wife could wake me up and say, you know you're snoring. And I said, I don't snore. Praise God. But I always, but yes, I did, but I didn't think I did because I was asleep while I did. And the church is doing all kinds of things outside of what they're supposed to do. Saying I'm okay, I don't do that. But you are doing things that's outside of what God said to do. That's why God's coming to the church right now and saying, hey, hey, wake up. I'm going to show things to you so that you can understand how you're supposed to do. So that you can walk in my will like I want you to do. Because as quiet as it's kept and it's kept real quiet, much of the church of the living God, none of y'all, but much of the church of the living God is living outside of the will of God. We're living a life totally outside of what God wanted us to do. We're living a life totally contrary to what God has sent his son to die for me and you. We're still living our lives like we're the children of disobedience and not the children of darkness. I mean, not the children of light. Light, of course, represents revelation, which means God has provided revelation to me and you so that we can see more clearly, see how we're supposed to live and see what we're supposed to do. And then he said, now that you're children of light, it's time to walk as children of light. Because God is raising up a church that's living this thing out the way he wants to. That's carrying this thing out and fulfilling all that he has in store for me and you. But a lot of us are trying to run ahead to the will of God for our lives without fulfilling God's will for our life. In terms of what he wants us to do with our lives. But I'm glad God's cleaning that up right now. Praise God. Because God's coming to his church right now and say, hey, wake up. Stop acting like fools. People that don't know who I am and don't know what I'm about. People who don't know how it is to conduct themselves as they go all about. So that we can begin to start living according to the revelation that God gives to me and you. So that we can remain in accord with what God has for me and you to do. So that we can remain in accord with God and then God could be there to do everything he wants to do for and through me and you. As we move forward into what God has in store for me and you. We found out the way to do that is be followers of God as dear children. We found out already that word followers means imitators which means we're supposed to imitate God. We're supposed to find out how God does what he do, and we're supposed to do the same thing too. Well, how do we do that? By being imitators of Christ. Because Jesus Christ was our elder brother, a brother like none other, which can show us exactly how to be able to live this thing out like we're supposed to. Because he was the perfect example of the perfect man, perfect example of the son of God, coming and living this thing around me and you. So that we, when we become sons of God, we can know how to live this thing too. Because we are the sons of God like he's the son of God, so we can be able to do that thing too. And that's what he says to us. He says that we ought to walk in love, even as he has love. Praise God and conduct ourselves like we ought to do. We're not doing it because we're scared of the, a judgment that's going to come down on me and you. We do it because we love God. Because he saved me and you. He saved us. I said he saved us. That's why we're the church 
The church, by definition, ecclesia is the Greek word, is the called out ones, which means we got called out of something into something. We got called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So therefore, we ought to walk as children of light and quit walking as children of darkness. We got called out of sin and, and we ain't ever going back in because once we got took out of it, we supposed to stay out of it. Are you listening to me up in here? Don't nobody take you out of dirt, clean you up, and you dive back in the dirt. That, that defeats the purpose. Are you listening to me up in here? God wants to take us out of something so we can remain out of something, so we can then move forward as that person who is out of that thing, stepping into the thing that God has in store for me and you, being the person that's the perfect representative of what he has in store for me and you. We already found out there's a whole world out there that don't really know who God is. Why? Because there's a whole church in the church that don't know who God is. We found out that part of our problem is, is we don't know who God is. That's why God said, I got a solution for you. I'm going to show you who I am. That's why he sent us Jesus, the, the first and foremost, the firstborn of many brethren. We the many brethren of which he's the firstborn of, so that he can be able to find out who he is. I mean, to the point that Jesus said, I don't say anything other than what my father's saying. I don't do anything other than what my father does. Showing us an example of how he wants us to live this life if we're going to live it in love. If we're going to love God like we said we do, not the world that we came from, then we're going to start doing what God wants us to do and living like he wants us to do. Up to the point that when Philip asked, Paul, I mean, asked uh, Jesus, show us the Father, he turned around and said to him, Mank, well, that's the East Side Detroit version. That's the one I read the most. Praise God, Mank. He said, what you talking about, show us who the Father is? How long you done been with me, Mank, that you haven't realized that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father? That when you've talked to me, you've talked to the Father. Well, it's the same thing it's supposed to be for me and you. That's God's same plan for me and you. Because he was the example for me and you of how we're supposed to do. To the world who wants to know who God is, all they're supposed to do is come and talk to his. That's all they're supposed to have to do. If they want to know how God conducts themselves, they're just supposed to look at God's children and see how we conduct ourselves. And they're supposed to know how God conducts himself. But unfortunately, we're looking at a church that looks like the world. Because they walk like the world, talk like the world, they lay like the world, they play like the world, they do everything like they used to do in the world. But then God says, no, now I'm coming to my church and saying, this is how I want you to do this thing. Now come on and do this thing. Is anybody in here going to want to do this thing? Because God wants us to live separate from this world in terms of not like the world does. We in the world, but we not of the world. We in the world, but we not of the world. We don't get our directions. We don't get our flavor from the world. We got a whole nother flavor. They tutti fruity. Are you listening to me up in here? We Superman. Hallelujah. Shout to that both sides because we God's woman and man. We deny ungodliness and we live godly in our life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We find out the difference between us and the world is the world don't know him like we do. No, do they receive him like we do. But we know him. Oh, yes, we do. We found out that word no means no absolutely. We know our God absolutely. We don't kind of know him, just know his name or his seven Hebrew names and all that kind of stuff. We know who he is because included in knowing him is knowing what he likes and don't like, what he appreciates and what he don't appreciate. And we live our lives accordingly. And we found out, praise God, that as we begin to do that, increasing our knowledge of God, then that's what we get the ability to do because God gives us the ability to do what we previously could not do. Before we was in Christ, we, would have to, we couldn't turn things down. We couldn't turn ourselves around. We couldn't not do what we was caught up doing because that's just what we used to do. But now that we're in Christ, that thing came to an end because God gave us the power to do what we're supposed to do. Turn over to 2 Peter chapter 1. We'll dive in right there. Praise God, 2 Peter chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. God gives us the ability to be able to live this thing out like we ought to because he's never going to tell you to do something that he's not going to equip you to do that same thing. He's not going to tell you to do something, and he's not going to equip you to do that same thing. That if you ain't got the stuff, he'll give you the stuff to do what he said do. If you don't have enough, he'll give you more than enough to make sure you're successful at what he calls you to do. 
That's why you can't fail at anything unless you just choose to. You can't fail at anything unless you just choose to. And you choose to by not doing what God says to you or taking advantage of what he makes available to you. We in 2 Peter chapter 1. It reads like this. It says in verse 1, it says, A servant of uh, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. That's us. We're the ones who have obtained like precious faith. With us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Powerful statement. Grace and peace is multiplied in our life through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. That as we increase in the knowledge of God and our Lord, grace and peace will multiply in the midst of our life. Now, this isn't that plethora grace that, that people be teaching about. This ain't that, 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 that fake grace that people are talking about. Praise God. This ain't the one he's talking about. The one to say you can do anything you want to and it don't matter because it's already paid for. That's not what this is talking about. Grace and peace. This grace right here is, is talking about not just unmerited favor, but it's talking about access to God's operational power. Access to God's operational power, which means the same power that Jesus had when he walked on the face of this earth is the same power that you'll have access to so that you can do what it is that God told you to do. So if he told you to be imitator of Christ, you'll be able to do it because you have the same power that he walked in when he did it too. The same power that kept him holy is the same power that was going to keep you holy. The same power that kept him in line with the Father is going to keep you in line with the Father. So that he, he, he had the power to not pick up stuff. So if he had the power to not pick up stuff, you got that same power too. And if you already started picking it up, you got the power to put it down too. Are you listening to me up in here? Because the same power is the power that he wants to give to you. That's all. That's out, out cold to me right there. Because see, that takes away all my excuses about I can't do it. Oh no, you couldn't do it. But if you're increasing the knowledge of God, now you can do it. Because God's going to give you grace, which is going to cause peace to manifest in your life too. Where your life won't be all broken and all jacked up, jarred up, scuffed up, messed up, tore up from the flow up, ain't going up and nothing. Are you listening to me over here? God wants you to have a good life. Praise God. A life of peace where everything is intact and everything's entire. Nothing's missing. Nothing's broken. That's his intent for you. But in order to do that, he's telling you what we ought to do is that we ought to increase in the knowledge of God. A lot of us just get saved and we take off from there. Praise God with our saved self. We take, take off and then go back to doing what we used to do. Go back to doing all the things we used to do and just say, well, I'm saved. Yeah, you're saved, but, but, but come on. And now it's time to learn to act saved, live saved, be saved. Do this thing the way it's supposed to be done. And the way we do that is increasing in the knowledge of God our Father. We found out that the knowledge of God is not limited to knowledge about who he is. And it also includes knowledge that is his. We found out that the knowledge of God does not only uh, include knowledge about who he is. Thank God for finding out who he is. Praise God. We can find out his character and find out everything about him so that we can understand that we just like him. Because remember, God recreated you into his image and after his likeness. And so it's good to find out who he is. Because we've been looking at the folk at the club with us to determine who we are. We've been looking at the folk that work with us to be able to determine who we are. We've been looking at these jacked up videos with people with their behooganies hanging out to find out who we are. So that we can run around with our behoogany hanging out too. Praise God. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Don't get mad while I teach real good. Praise God. That's why we're trying to get studded the same place they were studded, tatted the same place they was tatted. That's why we're trying to get pierced the same way they get pierced. Why it is? Is because you have an understanding that Jesus got pierced so that you don't have to. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Because what people don't understand is every piercing represents slavery. Praise God. Every piercing represents slavery. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It shows who owns you. And right then it shows you that the world still owns you because you're trying to look just like they do. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. Amen. Anyway, praise God. And, 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 and every tattoo is a brand. 
and the owner brands you. Praise God. So he can be able to show everybody that you belong to him. Hallelujah. And he'll usually put it in a place where they'll look, you know, like right above the doorpost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Or the place where we want folk to look the most. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good here. Because we don't understand what's going on. But God said, I'm going to bring you understanding. So that you can clearly understand what to do with my house that you're living in. Praise God, because that's God's house. Pastor, what do you think about tattoos? What do you think about it? You think I should tattoo myself? Well, say, I ain't going to get into that, praise God, because I ain't supposed to be getting all in your life to that level, praise God. That's, I'm a pastor, praise God. I ain't, I ain't your savior, praise God. But what I do is say, ask the person whose house you're living in. Can you graffiti their house? That's what you ask. Ask the person that, hey, is it okay if I come up here and graffiti your house? Ask them that, praise God. And I write upside my, your, the, the wall of your house what I want to write? Praise God, or better yet, I couldn't figure out what to write, so I had the tattoo man just come up with something. And he can put a skull up beside me and stuff like that, representing death when I'm supposed to represent life. He can put a snake on me, representing your enemy. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's just leave that alone. Let's just move on. Praise God. We're in Second Peter right now. Praise God. Chapter 1. He said, grace and peace will be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. We found out that that word knowledge is talking about recognition, which is talking about a more exact and precise knowledge. Because many of us have an inadequate knowledge of God, enough to be able to know what to do and how to conduct ourselves. But God said, I want to give you that knowledge. I'm going to give you an exact knowledge, correct knowledge of who I am. Look at the benefit that will come from that. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us, invited us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be, oh my goodness, partakers of the divine nature. Partakers of the divine nature. God said, I'm going to give you my divine nature. The word divine means godlike. I'm going to give you a godlike nature. Why? Because when you have my nature, you'll be able to do what I do without struggle or difficulty to you. You know, because cats meow. Because that's their nature. You don't have to teach them or train them how to do. No, train, no cat is over there saying, mm, I got that wrong. I was supposed to meow. No, they meow all the time. Dogs bark because that's their nature. Frogs leap because that's their nature. And when you got a godlike nature, you won't sin. And you won't have to struggle and strain. It won't be no pain. You won't have to be biting your fingernails off, taking no cold showers too. You'll be able to just lay this thing out because that's just you. And when that just becomes you, come on, listen. When that just becomes you, then that means for you to do what you used to do means that you're going to have to act like you somebody else other than who you are. When you go back and do what you used to do, that means you're going to act like somebody that you're not. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's where the faking and pretending going on. Pastor, I don't want to come up in there and be doing that because I don't be no hypocrite. You already are. You're acting like somebody you're not. Because you are a child of God. You are a person that is victorious and shining and glorious. You're a person that's a chip off the old rock. And if he didn't do it, you can't do it. You don't do it either. Which means that when you do it, that's when you're being hypocritical. If you at a club, you're being hypocritical. If you're over at the bar, you're being hypocritical. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. Praise God. When you stand out of church, when you're supposed to be a church, that's when you're being hypocritical. You're not being hypocritical when you come up in here because God designed this whole thing for you. You're being hypocritical when you don't show up. That's when you're being hypocritical. So if you want to stop being a hypocrite, show up every week. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because that's what children of God do. Children be in their father's house. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's why Satan created a society that where kids ain't been, in, ain't been around their father, ain't been in their father's house to be able to create a society that matches what he's about. 
He's as far away from the Father as he could be, so he's going to try to make sure you be as far away from the Father as you could be, to the point that you can be a person that don't even know your daddy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? Even living in the same house and don't know your daddy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just like we keep showing up to the house of God and still don't know our daddy. But God said, I'm about to correct all of that. I'm excited about that. God about to correct all of that. Why is that? Because when you pick up his nature, it opens up an awesome door for you. Let's look at that door that's opened up for you. He says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is the world through lust. That when we pick up his nature, we can escape, get away from, don't get caught up in the, the, the corruption that's in this world, all the decay, the ruin, and the crazy stuff that's going on in this world. It don't have to happen to me and you. Why? Because when we learn what we're supposed to learn about God our Father, it'll Teflon coat me and you to the point. That's, what, that's right. That's right. People don't cook nowadays. Praise God. Teflon coat me and you. Praise God. That's why it's a surface that's over the pan that makes sure that the food don't stick. Is it in the microwave? No, no. It's, it's the one for the stove. Praise God. You know. And amen. Let's just move on past this example. Just Google it. Praise God. I'm talking to the wrong crew. Praise God. But God wants, I got to use it. That's all I know. He's going to Teflon coat me and you in such a way where the world don't stick on me and you. Whereas we can be in a world, but we don't become of that world. We won't do what they do because we live in this. That's what Jesus did. Remember, he walked this world and never did what they do. Even though he was right there with the wine bibbers, right there with the whores, right there with the harlots, right there with all the uh, people that was ripping off money too. He was right there with them, but he didn't try to sip up nothing either too. Just because he was with the wine bibbers, you don't see no place in scripture where he was drinking Boone's Farm. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Well, he made wine. He didn't drink wine. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But that's another teaching. I ain't going to get into that. Because he was a king. They don't do that. Kings didn't do that. Praise God. He also had a Nazarene vow. He didn't do that either. Praise God. That's why he was called a Nazarite. Because he, was a, he made a Nazarene vow that he didn't do that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyway, we move on. But the reason why he, we could do that goes back up to verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that had obtained like precious faith. They have obtained like precious faith, which means when we obtain like precious faith, that gives us the ability to be able to do all of these things that we've told to do. Now, the word obtained right there means determined, determined, that we now have determined like precious faith, that as a result of our obtaining or our determining we have like precious faith. Like who? Like the other brothers and sisters that's living this thing like they ought to. Like the ones that are being imitators of Christ like he wants to. He wants us to obtain like for precious faith. The word attain means determined. Determined. By implication, it means received. Which means when you receive it, something's determined. The implication is, is that it has not been received until it's been determined. It has not been received until it's been determined. See, God wants us to continue to receive knowledge of him until it's been determined who he is, until it's been determined what he likes, until it's been determined what he thinks is right and what thinks is wrong. Because we can say we received the information. Oh, yeah, I received that, Pastor. No, you didn't. Because if you did, you'd stop. If you did, you'd back away. The fact that you didn't back away, show you didn't receive it. Show you heard it. You might have heard it, but you didn't receive it. You, you was there but it never got up in here because once it gets up in here, it changes everything because now it's determined. The word determined means settled and resolved. The word determined means settled 
and resolve. See, studying the word of God affords us the ability to resolve matters, to determine matters. That's the reason why we study the word of God, so stuff can be settled. Well, that's all the way I have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that God really does want all of us to be imitators of him. I hope that you be inspired to do what it is that you need to do to take advantage of the awesome opportunity to be like God so that we can walk like he wants us to walk and talk like he wants us to talk and enjoy the kind of life that can only happen when we're more like God. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Child care is provided at no charge, and VIP transportation services are available for this, too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.